You're listening to the Brooklyn USA podcast, an occasional audio love letter from Brooklyn to the world. Languages have always stolen from each other. Words are borrowed, loaned, blended, and fused freely. This lexical borrowing is a consequence of cultural contact between language communities. It's a fact that wherever language communities collide or connect, words are shared and languages change. Musician Kareem Duwadi grew up speaking French, Arabic, and English. In this episode, he reflects on the linguistic crossover between Arabic and English, two languages thought to have little in common. His Kareem. If I tell you coffee, algebra, sugar, or giraffe, what do you think they all have in common? Can you guess? Well, they actually all are common English words borrowed from Arabic. I think it would be pretty accurate to say that I've always had a complex relationship to language. I was born and spent my childhood in France, but then moved to Lebanon with my family when I was about 10, and then lived the better part of my adult life in the US. In reality, I speak French, Arabic, and English fluently, but with different levels of proficiency. And I can't tell you how many times I've naturally gravitated towards using one language over the other for specific situations. I often like to joke that I dream in French, work in English, but curse in Arabic. So it's not very surprising that as I got older, I started getting interested in languages and specifically etymology. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meaning can change with time. And so as I started reading about it, I came to realize that it has this unexpected power to unlock the doors of history, if you will, and provide knowledge and insight into the evolution of our linguistic identities. Open sesame. Understanding how words appear, evolve, or even disappear in languages really helps paint the picture of the wider social, political, and economic contexts that shaped our modern communities and cultures. One thing I learned is that, like other languages, the evolution of English has remained somewhat fluid throughout the centuries, allowing for new words to be invented or accepted into the official lexicon. The influence of other languages on English is especially visible in the number of borrowed words, or what we call loanwords. Those are words that are adopted from one language into another with almost no alteration. It is in fact believed that about 80% of the words in English derive from words of non-English origin. People might not realize this, but so many common words used in English actually come from Arabic. Zero. Lemon. Take the word alcohol. There's somewhat of an interesting debate around this one, although all theories point towards Arabic being the origin. One of them suggests that it's derived from the word al-kahl, which means coal 
the black cosmetic powder used as an eyeliner in many Arabic and Middle Eastern cultures. Admittedly a bit hazy, drunkenness pun intended, this origin story has almost certainly been romanticized over the centuries. But the legend goes all the way back to ancient Egypt around the 1st century CE, and to one specific alchemist called Maria the Jewess, who is credited with the invention of an apparatus very similar to distillation and used to transmute base metals into gold. Ancient Egyptians had been painting their eyes for centuries with gold, which was made from grinding a mixture of carbon compounds like stibnite and phosgenite. And it was actually a version of this distillation technology that they used to enhance their characteristic formula. The practice of wearing coal was both a superstitious belief to protect their souls and avoid evil spirits, but also an actual cure against eye infections that were due to microbes circulating in the region of the Nile. So the technology eventually spread in the region along trade routes and was specifically passed along by medieval Arab scholars. I hear some of you asking, so how did it make its way into English? Flash forward a few centuries later, when Arab fighters known as the Moors controlled the Iberian Peninsula, or what is now modern Spain and Portugal. During their occupation, their language, which was Arabic, spread throughout the area and infused Latin, the language spoken by the locals. Over the next several centuries, waves of Christian-led forces took control of the Iberian Peninsula. By this time, the local language spoken there had already been forever influenced by the Arabic language. Many words, like Ko, survived and got integrated. As Latin began to influence the nascent English language, some of the Arabic words were passed on. Because the process of making coal resembles distillation, it is believed that alcohol became a kind of a catch-all term to describe all types of distilled substances. Alcohol was later used specifically to mean ethanol, the essence released through the distillation process. The word was then officially incorporated into English much later in the 16th century. But then, something quite fascinating happened. The Western word alcohol eventually returned to Arabic as a loanword and became al-kuhul. So today, there are two Arabic words, one that started this whole development, al-kahal, which still means coal, and then the loanword al-kuhul, which means alcohol. Isn't that cool? No pun intended. Realizing how much crossover exists between two cultures that aren't linguistically closely related, especially about a word that we don't necessarily associate with Arabic culture, I find it to be soothing in a way, seeing how much history is shared between our various communities. A different kind of crossover happens in my head every day though, when I speak and I have to choose my words, trying to say something in English, but all I can think of is the word in French or Arabic. Language is obviously much more than just a system of communication. It's also very much a mirror to the soul. It reveals how words are the threads to the social fabric upon which art, poetry, science, education have been developed and perpetuated. Those loan words are basically just the tip of the iceberg. And so when you look a little closer and dig a little further, 
that's when you uncover the real universal power that language has in showing how connected we all are. I guess, in all fairness, for some of us, alcohol can have that effect too. My name is Zak Shersad, Zikriya Shersad. I'm originally from Afghanistan, born in Lausanne, Switzerland. I grew up in Kabul, Afghanistan. As a child, I was exposed to different languages, Dari, Pashto, French, Italian, English, and some Arabic. I was always fascinated about languages and their sounds. To me, languages open up a different part of your brain and brings a new horizon to the thinking. I feel each language has its own characteristics, like each musical instrument has its own timbre, pitch, rhythm, and cadence as well as different use of body parts. For instance, as simple phrase as my name is Zach in French, mon nom est Zacharia in Farsi Norman Zakrias. Even though the same person, same voice, but the quality of sound changes. That has a different attitude because e because of each language has a different alphabet sounds and use of the vocal part tongue movement like this like some instruments such as woodwind the, the use of breath and the pressure in the lips versus string instrument by plucking and pushing the string. Each language is more apt to express a different kind of feeling and expression. Like Persian language is more poetic and very visual versus English, much more pragmatic, analytic, but much better to explain things. Brooklyn USA is produced by me, Karel Palmer. And me, Emily Bogosian. And me, Shirin Barri. And me, Charlie Hoxie. And me, Mayimi Sato. With help this week from Kareem Duwadi. Watch and listen to more of Kareem's work at kareemduwadi.com. Thank you to Zach Sherzad for leaving a message. To learn more about the Endangered Language Alliance, support their work, and view their interactive language map, visit www.elalliance.org. If you want to tell us a story or somehow end up on our podcast, check the show's notes for a link to our guide on recording a voice memo on your mobile phone and sending it to us on the internet. And if you like what you hear or think that we missed something, comment, like, share, and subscribe. And follow at BrickTV on Twitter and Instagram for updates. 
For more information on this and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit www.brickartsmedia.org radio. We are on the unceded territory of the Lenni, Lenape, Canarsie, Shinnecock, and Moonsee people. We acknowledge the many indigenous nations with ties to this land, and we recognize that the Lenape still call Manahata home.